Man, I sound like a billion bucks, dog. That's what I like to hear. Trash Talk Radio. Coming at you live on MP3 from a room without a view at sea level on Lake Washington. I am Lestro, and with me as always is the Guru. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And you know how this goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru, and the Guru knows all. Man, I know a little something, something, man. Just a little something, bro. <laughs> Guru, it is a big episode number 34. Yes, sir, 34. Man, we about to be not 30, 40, right? We're not, we're not getting close. Uh, trust me, it's a long way to go. You'll feel it when we get there, I'll tell you that. But this week, Guru, we're going to talk about the fallout from the NFL draft. Who went too early? Who went too late? Who surprised and who won the draft? Then, it's round two of the NBA as the King survives his first game round game seven only to find a rematch with the Raptors, who beat Guru's Wiz in game six, crushing the hopes of DC fans everywhere. Then, the 76ers may have dropped game one to the Celtics, but are they the team to beat in the East? Will the Warriors lose a game to the Pelicans? What about the Rockets? Will the surprise Jazz have a shot? Then, in segment two, we've got Luca from Waterboy Sports back to talk the NHL playoffs where Guru's Caps came back and are now facing the Penguins again. Whose legacy needs this more, Sid's or the Great Eights? Then, the Winnipeg Jets look like world beaters, but will they get past the Preds or the Knights? And of course, it's the two-minute drill and a special birthday edition of Game Time on Trash Talk Radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have a full load, man. What did it say? Full all on deck. All hands on deck, baby. All hands on deck. It is Trash Talk, Talk Radio, Radio episode 34. TTR, baby. Y'all go hashtag that. Hashtag TTR. Let everyone know, baby. TTR, baby. Guru, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. Dude, no, forget that, forget that. Lestro, happy freaking <laughs> birthday, baby. Tell me how you, you doing, Thank man. You, we ain't going to tell your age because we're going to leave that for the... We'll get it at the end of the show, At actually. the end of the show, y'all stay tuned. We're going to re- re- reveal Lestro's real government age, his all right? age, but not his no, name. Not what he looks like, but what's on that <laughs> identification that's what we're going to be looking at, son. Well, Guru, I had a pretty good weekend, actually. Uh, I uh, For my birthday this weekend, I got to go see Avengers Infinity War. Oh, I got a couple hours to go see the movie, and it made me think of the NBA playoffs, I'll be honest with you, because it was like they put together a super team to take on one guy, and I was like, Thanos is LeBron James. Yes, sir. And the, the Warriors are the Avengers. Let's <laughs> see what happens, man. Boy, you need a super team to beat that the king, baby. I'll tell you what, we'll get you to that a little bit later, but he need- proved that again. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, man. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a shot. It was a great weekend. I know you had the birthday weekend for you, man. And my nephew became one years old this weekend. Happy birthday, young Happy man. Happy birthday, young nephew. Once you hear this, man, Uncle Lou got your back, homie. Yes, That's right. the Prince Jalil C. Say <laughs> repping, baby. You one years old, so the next time you hear this, congratulations. You know how to read, you know how to talk, and you know how to write. Right, we'll get to see you at some point. So, So, Guru, let's start with the big news of the week, though. Obviously, we talked about this last week. We're in the NBA playoffs. We're in the NHL playoffs. The baseball season has started, but 
Last Thursday, the NFL draft sucked all the oxygen out of the room, mm-hmm. and we uh, we got the NFL draft. So this one was kind of a surprise, actually, as uh, blowing everyone's mock draft apart, just about everyone. The Browns picked Baker Mayfield as their as their top choice. Baker Mayfield. What happened there, man? Is this you didn't see this coming? Oh hell no! Nah. But the funny thing is, I didn't see it coming, but I should have seen it coming because I should have known who's the picking first. Really? Yeah. I should have known who's picking first, Round man. Round it again. The Baker is coming to freaking the land, baby. It's kind of hey, it's kind of funny, right? The King is gonna be leaving the land. <laughs> It's true. The king is going to leave the land, and then instead of to replace the king, they're going to bring a baker. The, yeah, baker. Butcher, they're going to bring a baker. A, baker. a candlestick maker. <laughs> How are you going to trans- transition from a king to a baker? Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> so obviously the Rams did what the Rams do. A lot of let me let me the Browns. The Browns. Let me take that back. I would say LeBrons, right? Right, right, LeBrons, right. LeBrons, might as well. And I want to take this back because a lot of people are thinking I'm a Baker Mayfield hater. I'm not supporting Baker Mayfield. No, I have no issue with Baker Mayfield. Now, you had him. Let's just let's just review for a second. On your top wide receivers, you had him. Of top quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. I'm sorry. Of your top quarterbacks going into the draft, you had him at number five. Now, all five got taken in the first round, but you had Mayfield going fifth in the second round. No, I had him going to New Orleans sliding in the last. Last pick of the, you know, around that. Right, right, near the end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But going one, now is he the guy for the Browns? Can he do this? Oh, man. And I love, no, let me take that back. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I love Baker Mayfield, but I do love, I do love the, the, his competitive nature. You know, as far as I don't overall love his skill set overall to be the first overall pick, I won't necessarily say that. I think it's a, it's not really a good thing for him because I think the best place for him would have been him dropping a little bit. You know, I think he need to be around um, a different type of offensive coordinator, a different type of weather condition. I think New Orleans, which I predicted with Sean Payton and being in the Dome, I think that would be a great, it would have been a great situation for him. But as far as uh, my opinion, you know, Baker Mayfield is just a, a, a notch, maybe half a notch or notch above Andy Dalton. Oh, okay. So, well, you know, the Bills love him. Andy Dalton, yeah, obviously. They play for him, he, but they, they love him. him. So the reason why I say that, because obviously Hugh Jackson, the coach of the Cleveland Browns, he came from that Andy Dalton foundation. So um, Baker Mayfield kind of fit that program as far as their, uh, their stature, how did they build. And obviously Andy Dalton was a career winning. He was a winner. He's been winning since college, you know. And he transitioned out into NFL. But Andy Dalton really was lacking what I think was lacking with Baker Mayfield as well is – is that strength, that arm strength to take you over the next level, uh, especially in the no, starting November, December, you know, uh, January weather. And that's what I question about Baker Mayfield and I also question about Hugh Jackson and the offensive sk- uh, scheme. I don't believe um, they have what it takes, and I'm not dissing Hugh Jackson. He's a hell of a coach, great coach. But I don't think they systematically uh, they have what it takes to get Baker to really maximize his potential. And unfortunately, I don't see Hugh Jackson also being the coach that will be coaching Baker Mayfield majority of his career. So now, who do you think of these five quarterbacks? Because five quarterbacks taken in the first round is a big number. 
how which of these guys uh, do you think is gonna is gonna have the best career? We saw uh, after Mayfield went one, we saw uh, Darnold go third. We saw Josh Allen go seventh to the Bills, which was kind of a surprise. We saw Rosen drop all the way to tenth, where the Cardinals traded up to get him, and then we saw Lamar Jackson go uh, in the the final slot in the first round. The Ravens trading with the uh, with the Eagles to pick up Lamar Jackson. Of these guys, you had Darnold slotted as your as your your number one pick, but. Of these guys and the teams they are now, who do you see having the best career? Oh man! If not Mayfield at number Dude, one, it's it's kind of weird. Like it's still like I predicted before the draft that Josh Rosen would have the best career, and I think he went to a situation where even put him in a in a better situation. I, I hate to say better than the Giants, but yes, in a little sense, better than the Giants. You know, because he gets to play in, in the West Coast, in a sense. He gets to play in the Dome. He gets to play in the elements where weather is not really going to be a factor majority of his career. Does that kind of make sense? Makes sense to me. It's a it's an easier place to play. Exactly. It's a, it's a quarterback more friendly. I don't want to say easier. Literal, literally an easier location. Absolutely. It's quarterback friendly. It's offensive friendly. So I think Josh Rosen will still be. I uh, will still have the best career as far as the quarterback in this draft. I think Baker Mayfield won't last long due to the fact that there's going to be some transition. I don't see Hugh Jackson being that guy with him. I don't see that. I don't see the even. So you think it's more about the coach than the quarterback? I think it's more about, yes. I think he's a good quarterback. He's not great. And, and I think a guy, like, I, honestly, when I looked at him, I thought about three or five offensive corner really maximize this guy. That's a Sean Payton. You know, a Doug Peterson don't need him. You know, even a Andy Reid don't need him. There's certain guys that swaz, um even um, um, but McVay in um, L.A., mm-hmm. there's certain offensive coordinators that could maximize that type of skill set. I don't think that many people have it. I think just a handful of guys, and I don't think Hugh Jackson is one of those guys. So who got the right guy to match their system? Which of these five quarterbacks ended up in the right spot? So I keep hopping on it, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen in Arizona. Traded up Arizona. to get him. Looks like they'll play him uh, a couple of years. He'll take over. Uh, I don't know about a couple of years because we know Sammy Bradford is he's he's he's, he's, uh, he's glass. Bradford, man. Come on, man. Sam glass. Uh, Sam glass. Sam Bradford. Sam like glass forward. Two years That's ago. what I call him because he's. You cry, you throw a stone at him, he's gonna break. Two years ago, Sam Bradford signed a two-year deal with the Eagles. A month later, two months later, they uh, they signed Carson Wentz. They trade him to Minnesota. He leaves. He goes to uh, goes to Arizona. Two months after that, they Dude. signed they signed Rosen. This is a Dude, tough Sam, road, hey, man. Sam Bradford. I'm trying to get your agent. Trying to get that check, that, baby. I tell you what, that's a good Dude. agent. He got that check this year. Man, Sam Bradford be still in check since college, man. <laughs> He came out before the CBA went, so he was making 45, 50 mil off the TOP, and now he's making 20, 25 mils too. Sam Bradford is the biggest, biggest NFL heister in the history of the NFL. <laughs> so I think Josh Rose is going to solidify that position. He's going to take that position. Um, he's going to and and the thing is he's going to mix in with David Johnson. The Cardinals already have a uh, a good culture over there. You know, Steve Wills coming in as a defensive mindset, changing the whole mindset of things as far as the organization structure. And I think Josh Rosen in two to three years because I look at the whole division. Now, what people don't realize, this used to be a defensive stalwart division with the 49ers, with the Cardinals, with the Seahawks, but now. Is becoming franchise quarterback deal. Yeah, it it's really is. It's becoming with Shanahan now at Sanford. You got to put up points. You know, with um, Jared Goff over there now in the Rams. You got to put up points. They know that. Now with um, Josh Rosen, which he will put up points. And now 
And now that's why I see Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm curious to see what the Seahawks going to do because this division just transformed now. They have young quarterbacks that's leading the way in this division. Well, the Seahawks doubled down on a running back. With their pick, they took uh, your number one uh, running back. Uh, not, my, not, not my number not, one. Number five running back, mm-hmm. Rashard Penny, uh, as as their pick. But I guess the, the other question here then is this pick of Mayfield at number one sort of threw this draft sideways right off the bat. Like it went, it went sideways from the top. And then the Giants, who you had slated to pick Rosen because they need somebody to go behind Eli, took Saquon Barkley, who is the best player in the draft. What happens here? Is this the right move for them? And can they can they get and, a quarterback? And I, and I hate to say it, man. I definitely hate to say it because um, everybody, there was really no big mistake per se in this draft. I'm not going to say somebody about, oh, my God, this is a catastrophic mistake. Why did they do this? But there's one thing I was kind of – if I'm going to say team made a mistake, honestly, I would have to say the New York football giants. Because even with Shaquan Barkley, right, with Odell, um, whomever they get out there, Sterling Shepard, whoever they have offensively. Going after Dez. Whomever they have defensively. Because when opening day, when you look at the Giants roster, when you look about playoff and you look about Super Bowl, there's one shining weakness. And every Giants fan base noticed. In the fourth quarter, three minutes or four minutes left in the game, Number 10 is going to be out there. Um, every Giants fan base know. They might not try to admit it. They know what just happened. They got stronger, but yet they still didn't solidify their quarterback play. Especially going forward because Eli is what, 37, 38 30, now? Exactly. And Eli is not Drew Brees. No. Eli is not Tom Brady. Eli is more closer to Peyton. And he's, he's playing gonna- outside is the other difference too. And we know what Eli does. Eli is going to throw those crucial picks. That's what Eli does. And Eli has been doing it for 15 years. He's not going to all of a sudden miraculously wake up the next day and tomorrow and be like, oh, my God, I'm going to be checked down on Alex Smith. That's not him. It won't happen like that. So the funny thing is what just happened, people, the Giants fan, I look at this, or Eli, they, this is the rebuttal they give me, Lestro. They're like, Eli don't have to throw picks no more. He could just hand the ball off. He could just hand the ball off. You know what I tell him? The biggest star in the New York State, is Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. You're paying a wide receiver to be the, the best guy star, out there. Exactly. You need to the throw biggest, the ball to the him. The biggest star in New York State is Odell Beckham. So then, aside from Mayfield, what was your biggest surprise of this draft? I mean, the, the Bills taking Josh Allen at seven instead of Rosen was was a, a kind of interesting there. Uh, Lamar Jackson falling all the way to the end and going to the Ravens. What uh, what surprised you coming out of this one, aside from that first pick, which I admit, I, I when, when my phone lit up that he was number one, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was, I, hang on, I got this. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Um, as far as I'm um, still... Uh, that's a good. That's really a good one. Like I said, this draft to me was always weak. You know what I mean? Right. You said it was, it was not particularly was, deep. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly deep draft. So I can't really. Uh, there's necessary no still the one the pick that I like the most. I, I guess it goes in with the next question is who won the draft to me? I kind of put those two together. Right. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers win the draft. Really? I love what the Chargers are doing. I'm like the biggest Chargers forefront. Like. I'm putting it out there. I've been putting it out there, and I'm going to continuously to put it out there till February Super Bowl 2019, okay? My, you heard it, my Los Angeles Chargers with the first-round pick of Derwin James, the safety. Now, let people don't realize how. At pick 17, that's a, that's a strong pick for them going with the safety. They needed that because you know what I always feel. The two best, Casey Hayward has always been, in my opinion, 
The last three is including Pro Football Focus, the best corner in football in the last three years. Casey Hayward is the best corner. So now the Chargers already got elite guys at the secondary. They got an elite guy because you know how I feel about Joey Bosa. You love Joey Bosa. You know how I feel about who I'm predicting to be the defensive player of the year yes, next sir. year, Joey Bosa. And then they, they 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 compound that with a safety. Now every side of the – and then as far as the linebacking core, so every position group now have a top ten player in the NFL, in the, in the Chargers locker room. And you flip to the other side, they've got Phillip Rivers, the Hall Rivers. of Fame quarterback up there. Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, Keenan Allen is a top 10 receiver in the league. You know, Hunter Henry is about to be a top 10, if not already, in my prediction, a top 10 tight end in the league. So my Los Angeles Chargers, you keep wanting to hear what I said. My Los Angeles Chargers have positioned themselves to be the Philadelphia Eagles of 2000. 18-19 NFL season. You heard it. My Los Angeles Chargers. Same scene, well a beam. We're going to lock that in because the Los Angeles Chargers winning the draft is actually not a team I'd heard yet. I like that pick, Guru. That is a, that is a, how do they say a uh, ballsy pick. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> So, uh, so if the Chargers win the draft, then uh, this season could be interesting. That's that's the West Coast really Dude, making a hey, run at it. Hey, this is my early, early pre- prediction. Early. Hey, you know what the Super Bowl is going to be? It's going to be the Eagles versus... Uh, that's what you wish. Yeah, I'm to say. I'll tell you one thing. The Eagles ain't finna uh, go back to back. We know that ain't happening. It probably not. You know what's going to happen? The funny thing is, it's going to be all about the West Coast, baby. Are you looking it's at about that L.A. The Super Bowl? Two, the NFL hit the jackpot. The two so-called L.A. teams in a year in L.A. <laughs> will be playing in the Super Bowl. Where's the Super Bowl? In Atlanta. It's kind of funny. The two L.A. teams will be in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, whatever the hell they named out right now. Next year, in February 2019, it will be the Battle of L.A. in the South. The South is going to decide the Battle of L.A., and I'm already drew my line. I am with Philip Rivers and company, baby. Philip Rivers is going back home to the South, where he's originally from North Carolina, but it's Super Bowl in Atlanta, and he will finally get the monkey off the back. Same scene, well, a beam. And then he will go down as a better quarterback than Eli Manning. <laughs> well, uh, you know that is a hell of a pick, Guru. I am not. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can stamp that one with with my seal of approval. I uh, I think the Rams might have a chance, but I'm not sure about those about those Chargers. Bosa. I do love uh, I do love these so-called LA teams, though. That is that is uh, one one of my favorites in there. But you know, switching gears, Guru, from uh, from one monkey to another, as we uh, as we move over to the NBA, getting a monkey off the back. The Round two presents us with an interesting opportunity with uh, LeBron James taking on the Raptors. The question is, will the Raptors finally get that off their backs as LeBron had to go to a game seven against the Pacers? And by the way, I would like to mention that I told you if the Cavaliers win, it's because it went to game seven. Don't sleep on the Pacers. They lost, but the Cavs won it in seven, which is what I said. If the Cavs win, it goes seven. LeBron had to play almost that entire game to get past them. Does he have the juice to get past the Raptors, or is this the year the Raptors get that off their backs? Hey, first of all, when you're term with the, ter- the 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 verbiage, baby, the baby Raptors, the baby Raptors, you keep saying that. You, you're not no, you're not can't. Hey, look, 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 look. This is not no boys to man type situation. You are the baby Raptors. No, King James 
going to do what King James do. You know, and I always tell people this. They're like, oh, my God, King James went seven games with the Pacers. Oh, my God. You know what the funny thing is? Dude, the first seed Baby Raptors went six games with my Wiz. Should have yeah, been seven. The Wiz made that a series. You know, and I'm going to be honest and tell you, the Pacers, I won't be surprised if they could have beat the Raptors. I think that's probably the case, too. You know, people are from, they're sleeping on the Pacers. Like, the Pacers have a good enough team to beat the Raptors. The Pacers, uh, the, the Cavs, rather, needed the best player in the world in order to get past the, the Pacers. They they were not they were not matching up against that team until LeBron said, I'm playing this whole game, and you can't fucking stop me. You can't stop me. And LeBron do it. And I, and I love the baby. No, let me take that back. I'm lying. I don't love the baby Raptors. It's a good team, though. I'm amused with them. You know, I love Canada. Don't get it. Toronto, baby. I love Canada. We'll get to Luca later. Yes, sir. But <laughs> what I'm getting at, though, is I'm going to be honest. Like, I like to keep things. You know, you guys know been listening to this show long enough, Let's show. You know the guru don't. I'm just going to cut the fat. All right. right? Give it to us. Give I'm it to me I'm just going to cut the man. fat. I'm going to just go straight. I don't like being cute. I'm not a cute guy. I'm too brolic. I'm too, ah, to be cute. Yeah, that's cute. All right. I'm not no cute guy. You're more. So, you're not. Uh, you're not. You're, so, so you're saying you're not? Yeah, that's cute. You're more. Exactly. Exactly. So what I'm getting at with this is the Raptors really have two players, dude. Somebody yeah. could always tell me, oh, they got a team. Dwayne Casey got a team. No, because in the playoff, you know what? It's about Lowry and DeRozan. Now, their bench actually is the one that's carrying. You know, it's that- about Lowry and DeRozan. Because remember when they're doing the Wizards series, like I dictated and told you, the backcourt is a backcourt series. Definitely. That it's series a was a backcourt court series. series. And those backcourt beat our backcourt. But the difference is those two guys could combine and still can't beat the king. That's the difference. That's probably true. Two guys of their to, um, DeRozan and Lowry combined still don't have the edge over the king. I just had an image of, of of DeRozan on Lowry's shoulders in a trench coat trying to get in and face the king as one. Well. Uh, but you know that you're you're right about the backcourts in the series though because uh, what happened there for the, for the Wiz is is a uh, is a uh, Porter never showed up. Porter never showed up. If if he shows up, that's a different series exactly. at the end there. And it was the, the the difference maker was the bench of the Raptors being able to to overcome the the bench of of, of the, the Wizards. The lack of bench of the, the Wizards. The lack of bench of the exactly. Wizards is exactly right. Exactly. And with us not having the king. So that's a so that yeah, it's a big deal. You it know, doesn't, doesn't hurt. You look at it, the king is probably going to average 45 47 points. Had you a know, huge game. What do you Lowry have? and DeRozan are going to average about that combined. <laughs> LeBron, you know, LeBron had uh, let's see, forty three minutes, forty five points. The last in that three game. games or whatever, LeBron just be going insane. forty points. That's what he does. Just right? insane. That game six where he uh, he had the block, the goal ten block, and then the three pointer to win it. That is like a legacy moment, man. Legacy. That was, that was one of those things you're going to be seeing in replays over, ever, over and over. Where were you at? When LeBron, because it was a little bit different. Because What's funny about that is where I was at was I turned on that game literally for the final minute and a half. The only part of that game I saw was LeBron's block and LeBron's shot was the only thing that, I saw. That, that, that's all you need. Just LeBron do what LeBron does. 
All right, so the other series in the East, then, before before we leave that, is uh, the other playoff series is the Celtics and the 76ers. Now, the 76ers went into Boston tonight, and they got uh, they got their asses pretty much handed to them. And I think that's, I think that's our fault, because, Guru, the only game that the Sixers lost so far in the playoffs, the only two games they've lost are the ones where I've been on the goddamn mic and not watching the game. Yeah. So hey, I what happened here? That's, that's not going to change. Hey, look. Like I tell people, you hey, all that little cuteness, you know, all that cuteness because the weather, you know, you just always tell people, you know when you're coming from the winter and then all of a sudden the weather is the springtime and it's just a different feeling because the sun's coming out and then the first thing you see when the sun hits, you're like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. The Sixers. Oh, come yeah, on. no. The Sixers oh. look beautiful in the sun, all right? But then after about three days on the first week, you're like, man, it's hot as hell out here. <laughs> Man, what the hell is that? I need some air. I need some breeze or something. So what I'm getting at is the Sixers are hot. I've been saying that. Yeah, they look good. But they're not good enough this year. They are not good enough this year. They are ahead of schedule this year. Too, but the, the Celtics of, we're talking about, they're missing their two best players. Jalen Brown was out game one. They should be better than this team. The, the Sixers are a better team. I think it was the layoff no, no, they got them. No, no, no. With Tatum and those boys, I think, I think the Boston – now, Sixers got better players. Yes. Now, Boston got a better team. You think it's the coach is the difference? That, that's that's equivalent to having Stevens. a better team. Yes. How are you going to play without Kyrie? you going to do all this without your uh, the boy that got hurt in the first game of the season? Hayward. Hayward. Dude, it's all about a team. I got to tell you, man, I had I was getting ready to go off on Brad Stevens in defense of Brett Brown because of, like, he gets – he gets. I, I think Brett Brown should be a coach of the year with what he's done. I know a lot of people don't agree with me. Uh, I was going to go off on Brad Stevens, but the truth is, man, I watched that game today where Brad Stevens Brad was Stevens. missing goddamn everybody. Brad Stevens. And, and, and somehow the Celtics were yeah. still running plays and, and making it work. And, and the they, thing is, they Brad, Stevens, good. Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. Well, that's I'll tell you what. This no, is that's including Pop. We're going to see this for years to come, I think. I think this series right here is a preview uh, of, of the NBA Eastern Conference going forward for some time. The, the Sixers and the Celtics are, are two young, good teams. Put it like this. This is the last year of Golden State's dynasty. I've been preaching that. I've been telling you True, many been times. That. This is the last year of the Warriors' dynasty because the East will run next year. It's either going to be Boston or it's going to be Philly. But I'll tell you this. This is the last year the Golden State Warriors will win a championship. Well, now let's talk about the Warriors. Let's move over to the Western Conference. Uh, actually, let me get you on the record. Who you like, Celtics or Sixers? You like the Celtics? Oh, man. I like 76ers, but I think the, sex, the, um, the Celtics are a better team. I'm taking the Sixers in this one. I, I think the Sixers are the better team. I'll take Boston in six. We'll see how it goes. I'll take the Sixers in six. All right, getting to the Warriors, then the question here is is really, in my opinion, it's not are they going to beat the Pelicans. It's it's can the Pelicans beat the Warriors in a game? Now, New Orleans looked great against the, the Blazers coming off that first-round sweep. But coming up against the, the Warriors, game one, the Warriors dominated. Will the Pelicans win a game in this series, Guru? Um, what did I say when you asked me that question last week? I no. Think, I think it was a no. I told you, with the Warriors only lost the game to the Spurs on a purpose because they wanted to lose <laughs> to get... <laughs> no, I told you. Yeah. yeah, they needed some time to get rest. I kept telling you guys from the get-go, like, even before the season started, two years ago, and I'm going to keep saying it, dude, 
The Warriors are going to win the championship. It's not a debate. It's not a question. It's not a discussion. It's just a lot of people just want to talk. And the Google has to t- go to the near. Just want to tell you how it is, dude. With Kevin, I'm because I'm I keep repeating myself because I keep getting asked for the whole time. With KD, I don't care who you got. You can have James Harden score 80 points. At the end of the day, there is nobody in the entire world, not the NBA, but in the globe that's academically eligible. Of course, (laughs) obviously. Like in the globe, that could, when it comes down to it, put a hand in KD's face and make it deter his shot. I think. Deter his shot. I think the king can make a run at it, but I think you're right. The only person that can really beat KD right now is it's KD. It's KD. Yeah. Because if he's on his game, there's he proved it last year with the king. You said that jumper he took. There's, crazy. There is no one in the universe of planet Earth. And that's why I keep telling people, all Ballsy. that living in the current event, oh, my God, look at freaking James Harden shooting threes from half court. I've seen it before. Gilbert Arenas used to do that. Agent Zero used to do that. That don't win. What we're talking about is a team game. Golden State Warriors, yes, they have elite players, but they play the best team basketball I've seen in years of watching basketball. You can't beat a team, and you definitely – can't be the team that has the arguably the best offensive player in the game. You mean Steph or do you mean KD? It's KD. KD. I still take Steph, Steph on the shot when he comes back. It's going to be problems. So now that leaves the other series then, which is the uh, the Rockets-Jazz. The Jazz, a surprise team to face the Rockets. Will the Jazz win a game against Harden and, and yeah, Paul yeah. and the Rockets? Yeah, they'll win a game because Houston is not that good. You think? Yeah, they win a game. They, they win two. You think they win two games? They win two games. But Houston still pulls it out. They'll pull it out because Houston got more talent. And then, then it's Houston Warriors and you say it's Warriors. Dude, it's not. Man, like, I'm telling you, take it to the Kirk Cousins guaranteed money bank because I want to. I don't want to take it to no no, no guarantee well money. Take it to Kirk Cousins guaranteed $86 million bank. Sim Sim Wellabeam. The Warriors will win in less than seven games against the Houston Rockets. All right, so you heard that. It's going to be the Warriors, and is it going to be the Cavs again then? Are we yeah, looking at the it's King? It's the Warriors and Cavs, and the Warriors going to sweep the hell out of the King. Well, then we get to talk about where the King will go next, I suppose. That's going to be the that's big question. The, the biggest question is, does the King want to be stay in the East? Because there's only one place he's going to East. Where do you think he's going? You already know. I Don't say Philly. The brotherly love. Oh, man. Or... Is the king going to join like what I predict is going to happen for the football season? L.A., L.A., LA. baby. Y'all better move out that East Coast and come join L.A., baby. Hollywood, Hollywood. All right, well, we'll see that. We'll, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it, Guru. Let's say that. So uh, that's, what, that, that, that's what we got then. As, as we're looking at another repeat, nothing's changed your mind coming through. We got the Warriors against the, uh, against the Cavs in the NBA Finals still. Nothing in cha- round one changed your mind. Negative, and the, the Warriors is gonna sweep the Cavs. Oh, like, that's a sweep them. Pick. LeBron's gonna average about forty-seven ballsy. points a game, thirteen rebounds. Yeah, about eleven assists, triple double. But they're gonna get swept every single game in that series. All right, you heard it here first. Well, Guru, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back in segment two. We've got a special interview with Luca from the Waterboy Report to talk NHL playoffs. We've got the two-minute drill and then a special Lesterville birthday game time to uh, play at the end of the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Radio. It's your baby. 
Shows going on on the world of sportsnetwork.com. All your sports needs. We got all kinds of fun stuff. We got Trash Talk Radio at Sports Court with the Attorney and Guru. We got Base Heads with me and the Attorney and Cisco. We got Cisco's own show. We got the Attorney's own show. We got the uh, the Dorm Report with Chris and Chris. That's the Almanac getting in on it for us. It's a bunch of good shows. We got the uh, On Court, Off Court with those Brits who know ball, man. I got to tell you what, listen to that show. That's a good one, too. And, of course, the Barbershock Talk uh, talk Sports, everything on worldofsportsnetwork.com. You can find us, of course, at trashtalkradio.com. You can find me, Lestro, at More or Lestro on Twitter. You can find the Guru on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. And I think, Guru, that that's it. One more time, trashtalkradio.com. TTR, baby. Baby. Hey, y'all got to go ahead. When y'all listen to Trash Talk Radio, y'all go ahead, man. And I just want to see some tags, man. Hashtag Trash Talk I, Radio. Hashtag I, TTR. Hashtag TTR, man. And while you're at it, man, I want to hear yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. I don't know who, who could do the best. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Tag us with the video. Google's Film Room, man. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And TTR, baby. Trash Talk Tuesday. yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Well, Guru, in the first segment, we, of course, talked about the NFL. We talked about the NBA. But the other big playoffs that are happening right now are the NHL playoffs. They got a, a, every series is locked at 1-1. So we made a, a quick call to our boy Luca from the Waterboy Report on YouTube. And uh, we got a quick interview with him right here. So, uh, so let's get into our interview with Luca from the Waterboy Report. And we'll be right back. So, Guru, we are back once again with Luca from the Waterboy Report on YouTube. Luca, I got to apologize first. I uh, I got your name wrong on the last show at least once. So we're going to say it, and we're going to make sure we get it right. It's the Waterboy Report on YouTube. How you doing, man? Thanks for coming back. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for uh, once again having me on the show. Yes, yeah, sir. I can wait. Like, of all people I was waiting for, I can wait to get you back on the show, man, because I still remember the last thing we talked, last time we talked, I was down 0-2. Oh. Yes, sir. Oh, and, we'll get to that. Oh, and then yeah, we, that ask, we ask him an easy question, and he, he flirted with me, and he's like, sorry, guru, <laughs> but that's just a foreshadowing. I remember that, man. I didn't forget. I didn't sleep for a whole week thinking about that. I can't wait to talk to you again, man. <laughs> I gotta tell you that was just a terrible pick on my end, man. I uh, <laughs> I yeah, I gotta seven. owe up to it. I gotta I gotta ask I gotta you though. Up to it. Let's uh let's Luca, let's start with your Toronto Maple Leafs because when we talked to you, they were coming back. You necess- didn't necessarily think they would had the juice to get all the way past, but uh they took it to game seven. What happened? They they had a lead in that game. Yeah, it was, um, the Leafs were actually uh, the team that uh, came back and brought it to seven, so that would have been the pick to at least make it a series, but like you said, game seven hit, and honestly, that third period was just tough to watch. The Leafs actually carried a 4-3 lead, 
in the fourth or in the third period, and uh, the the Bruins just exploded for four unanswered goals. And there was a lot of hate guys thrown towards one man in particular, and that was uh, defenseman Jake Gardner because he he just looked like he was lost out there on the ice. He looked like he didn't want to be in the game. He was making poor plays, and I feel for the guy because after the Leafs went on to lose, everybody was just thrashing this guy, you know, making all of these just disgusting comments, and at the end of the day, it's a team sport. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys they lost because of Jake Gardner's poor play in the third period. They lost because the Bruins did what they do best. They buckled down defensively, they shut the Leafs down, and their offense just exploded. So it was tough to see, it was tough to watch. It uh, it was good night, Canada, to quote the guru for uh, our Maple Leafs, but... Uh, Better luck next year. I think these kids will be fine next year and will be uh, back better than ever. Well, they took that series further than we thought they'd take it anyway, right? That was a, a, a pretty good performance by the Leafs to get to seven. They really had that chance there. It was just at that that third period blew them out, man. Yeah, it was tough to see. Like, there was false optimism and hope going in. I honestly thought, you know, being a Leafs fan and also an unbiased fan of hockey. I thought the Leafs were going to get it done, but Say that that's again. the way it goes sometimes. Say that again, an unbiased, An unbiased fan yeah, of hockey. Yeah, that's I like the that. same that's... thing. I'm going to use that when I talk about my down. D.C. Yeah. area squad, right? What a great segue because I'm unbiased about my capitals, right? Right, yeah, that's it. So, Luca, that gets yeah. us to the second round here where right now all of the series are tied up at one apiece in the second round. And I know Guru wants to get right at it and talk about his caps who are playing. Let, let's let, let's let's stop talking about the nonsense. Let's go to the real thing that matters right now, right? Because I'm speaking, I'm not biased now. Not biased at all. <laughs> unbiased hockey fan. Unbiased hockey fan here, Lucas. What I want to know is, now, with the series being 1-1 and the Caps having, a, I think it was a 4-1 victory the last the game two, which I was very excited, dominant at that, with the great eight scoring in that, um, in, that, in, that, um, in that game. So, do you see the Caps finally going to get the monkey out their back? Do you see the Caps finally ending this trifecta or this trilogy or this third in a row that the Sid the Great is going towards? Yeah, that's a million-dollar question right now. If you're a Capitals fan, i got to give them all a ton of credit, though. The way the Penguins opened up the series, they put up, what, seven goals? I thought they were en route to another easy series, looking like they were going to sweep them after their first game performance. But the Caps, they were resilient, and they really showed that resiliency in the first round. They were down 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. They came back to string together what was it four straight wins to close out that series mm-hmm. in six so this is a Capitals team that's not going to go down without a fight but to answer your question it's so tough right now because it's kind of like until I see it happen I can't bet against the best team in hockey one of the best players in Sidney Crosby but I will say this if the Capitals can get by the Penguins I know we're talking about this off air. That would be like their mini Stanley Cup, if you will, because this has been the monkey on their back, always trying to get past Sid the Kid, always trying to get past the pen. So if they can somehow, some way, pull this thing out in six or even seven, because they have home ice advantage, which will be the key if they are going to do this, then this would be huge for that franchise and one man in particular, Alexander Ovechkin, because this is the one thing he has yet to accomplish in his career and that's beat not only Sid the kid, but the Penguins in the playoffs. But if you're going to put me on the spot and ask me, I don't see it happening. And on my show, I originally said the Pens in seven. 
So I'm sticking with that. And you know what? I hope you are because I like when you're wrong. That means that's <laughs> when I'm right. So I, it worked out perfectly. Listen, for me. Guru, as a as a Flyers fan, let me just tell you not to get too excited about a game two win against the Penguins. Let's just let's just remember what happened there. But you are you are right. Ovechkin, the one thing he doesn't have is his name on a cup, and it's been Crosby that's that stopped him essentially all the way through. You know, in his way this whole time, they've been compared their entire careers because they come out at about the same time. But Sid, the kid's got those cups. Is the, is it is that really will that make the difference for Ovechkin? Do you think he can, you know, can, I guess, can he compete here? How, how how big is this series for Alexander Ovechkin's legacy? How big is this question. series? That's a really good question, and I think it's huge for his legacy. He needs this more than anything else. Like, the one outcome that needs to happen for him to kind of save his legacy, we talk about legacy in sports, whether it's, you know, the NBA, NHL, MLB. Like, your legacy is made in the postseason. I don't care if Truth. you're dominating in the regular season. You need a win in the postseason, and you, you need those championships. And for Alexander, Alexander Ovechkin, he's got all of the accolades, he's got all of the uh, in-game records, all of the season records, everything you can account for. But what he doesn't have is postseason success, you know, early uh, playoff exits, losing to Sidney Crosby. So it's huge for his legacy because I was even questioning this, uh, you know, on my own show. If he doesn't get it done here, it's like, where does he go? Like, what does that do to his morale? moving forward of just always being beat and this man and Cindy Crosby and his Penguins team always having your number. So this is all in. Like, he's, he's got to go in with that, that, to quote, you know, the basketball terminology, that Mamba mentality where you got to just get it done because it's more than just a game at this point. It's your legacy. So I guess we'll just um, compound to that. So I guess I don't know which legacy is more in dear need here. Would it be Sid going for three in a row to being the all-time greatest? Or is it going for the great eight, uh, meaning that he finally going to get the monkey out the back? Or would he ever be known as the the player that never won one? The Dan Marino, per se. Oh. You know? Just have all the talent but never won one. So who do you think of those two legacy? Which one do you think is more in a, in a I guess, who, which one is needed out of those two? Uh, yeah, that's a really, really good question. I think, to be honest, it just goes back to Ovechkin because you kind of look at a guy like Sidney Crosby. If he doesn't go on to win the cup, you know, he still has uh, three Stanley Cups to show for. And it's kind of like the winner uh, can't, you know, he, he can never have too much. But oh, like a guy like Ovechkin, he, he's got to at least have one or, or, or even make it to a Stanley Cup final because you mentioned all. So we got it back up. All right, we're back up. So we had a quick technical difficulty right there, Luca. You were talking about the legacy uh, here. We were we were talking about uh, who wants it, who needs it more for their legacy. Sid the kid to get three, or Ovechkin to get over that hump. Exactly, because Sid is going to be called the goat, the greatest of all time, or basically Ovechkin is going to be called the joke. You know, the yeah. regular season of all time. So <laughs> that's what we want to get. Make sure who do you think is in a dire need. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be Ovechkin because uh, you just mentioned that label. He'll be considered, you know, the choke of all time of the guy who never got it done in the playoffs because I think Sidney Crosby, even if he uh, doesn't go on and uh, win it this season per se, his legacy is going to be fine. He still has three cups. He still has all of the uh, postseason success, and he's probably going to have so much more before his, his career comes to an end. But for Ovechkin, it's kind of like you, it's, uh, it's in his own mind. It's the monkey on his back until he does it. 
it's going to be so difficult to get to a Stanley Cup and win one because he's never been there, A, and he's never won one. So I think it's bigger for the Ovechkin legacy because it'd be a shame if, considering the great career that he had, if we kind of look at him and remember him for being a postseason failure, among other things, I think that to me is uh, is a big shame. Well, let's move over to uh, some of the other series here. Let's. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the Jets and the Predators because these are the two best teams in the West going at it. What do you see in this side of the uh, ledger? Yeah, this is a series that is just simply fun to watch, guys. It has just had everything. The game yesterday went to uh, double overtime. A double as well. overtime. I tell Stanley you, we can Cup. That's double amazing. games in hockey. So, uh, yes, a double overtime game won by the Predators 5-4. to four. How was that game to watch? Did you watch that one, Luger? Oh, uh, that was that was just so fun to watch. The Predators pretty much, uh, you know, they brought it to uh, overtime, and then they, uh, they got it done in uh, overtime to not up the series. And that was a big win for them because the Jets, they, uh, they started the series on the road. They got a big game one victory in Nashville, and of course they are the uh, reigning Western Conference uh, champion, so that was big for them. Um, so the Predators, they were in a must-win situation. You, you, like anytime you lose two to begin a series on home ice, home, you're, yeah. always, you're always in big, big trouble. So that was a must-win for them. They answered the call, they showed up, but I tell you guys, this is a very tough series. I, origi- I did say Nashville is going to pull it out in seven, but the Jets right now, they're looking like the best team in Canada. They're looking like that team that's going to end the Canadian Stanley Cup drought for this country. <laughs> are, you making, are you making a oh, prediction, Luca? man. Are you, is this the battle of USA versus Canada, man? What's going on, Luca? <laughs> I, I think so, guys. I'm watching, the, I'm watching this game. If Canada had a, 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 a horse in the race and some a team where they can put some hope on, to finally end that Canadian Cup drought, you know, a, a Canadian team hasn't won it, correct me if I'm wrong, 93 of the Habs, the year I was born, it's this Jets team. These, this team has looked flawless, they've looked great, they're fast, they can beat you both ways, but Nashville can beat you in similar ways. So I think if the Jets somehow can find their way past Nashville, they're going to the Cup final. But Nashville... I give them a slight edge because they have home ice. I'm not changing my picks on you guys. I'm just saying if they do, I'm going Nashville still in seven games, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets pull this one off. Sounds like you're rooting for the Jets, though, now that the Leafs are out. <laughs> All hey, Canadian Canada faithful. needs to hang their hat on something. Something, right? Well, now, the other series in the West uh, between the uh, Vegas-San Jose, that also went to a double overtime in the last game. Yeah, that to me, uh, so far, in my opinion, has been the best game of the playoffs. I mean, you talk about momentum-shifting play. So, pretty much, both of these teams, you know, they played each other out, and it went to double overtime. And the Vegas Golden Knights, like, this has been the surprise story of the NHL. You're talking about an expansion team. Like, nobody had this team getting into the playoffs, and now, all of a sudden, they look like the best team in the playoffs. You know, cruising yeah, by... Swept their first the, round uh, the series. Season. Exactly. Round one, cruising in round one. And then round two, they were about to go up 2 nothing, But then there was a goalie interference call in that second overtime that disallowed the game-winning goal, which would have saw the Vegas Golden Knights go up 2 nothing, And then the Sharks, with a much-needed OT game winner, put it in the net to tie it at 1-1. And right now, I'm watching game three... 
So that was huge. You talk about a turning point, momentum shift. Vegas, like, they were off the ice. They were yeah. ready to celebrate with that 2 to nothing uh, series lead. But that goalie interference call, getting the goal off the board, and then the San Jose Sharks, you got to give them credit. They're also a resilient team. They, uh, they're making this a series again. This is going to be another fun one, guys. So now, Luca, you were saying that this has been a great series and the Knights have been the, uh, the story of hockey. I would argue that they've almost been the story, uh, a sports story of 2018, the, the 17-18 the, season. Yeah, the this forgotten is, sports story. Yeah, it's an incredible run by this team. But is this the moment? Is this, is this the time where they're like, like Wiley Coyote running off the cliff, they look down and realize they're off the cliff? Or do you think that they can overcome this, uh, this bump and, and continue their miracle season? Yeah, that's uh, that's another good question. Uh, you know, anytime something like that happens in a game, you always think, okay, will it shift momentum? Will it affect the team? I honestly think this team's a, a team of destiny. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to win the Cup. However, I think they are going to get to the next round. You look at their home crowd, they're fueled by the Vegas fans. This is a team that just finds ways to win. And I think the difference for me is the guy who they have in between the pipes, and that's... Uh, Mark andre Fleury, former Penguin. The flower has been phenomenal. He's a veteran. He's won. And I think he's the difference here, him and a guy like James Neal, some veterans who have played in some important games to kind of rally the troops in, uh, in dire times for uh, their team. So ultimately, I think uh, this was a hiccup, but I think Vegas will uh, get all uh, intact. All right, so we got... As we're running out of time here, Luca, we got one more series for you to to talk about. That is the Lightning Bruins series. Uh, Again, at 1-1, like them all, what happens on this one going forward? It's kind of funny with this series because all the little snowbirds go to damn Tampa, right? Right. right. (laughs) It's like, basically, it's like they're both playing each other. All the people in Boston go to Tampa uh, during the winter. Well, go ahead, Lucas. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I know. I have the Bruins winning the series. I um, I think they'll win it in six. This is a this is a good Bruins team, and uh, I, that's why I was I wasn't confident at all when the Leafs played the Bruins because you look at this team. They got veteran play. They've been there before. Their uh, their veterans have been around through uh, you know those, the, the cup runs that they made in years past. Guy like Zdeno Chara, uh, Marchand. Like these are guys who flat out win. And this Bruins team, in my eyes is the biggest threat to the Penguins. Sorry, Guru. I'm not going to go with their Capitals. I'm going with this Bruins team as being the biggest threat. So I think they're going to they're gonna handle their own against a very good Lightning team. Um, but ultimately, I think the Bruins are going to beat them the same way they beat the Leafs. They're going to just you know battle you defensively and uh, explode offensively when the, when the time's right. And this is what I'm going to do for you, Lucas, because I love when you pick against us. I love it. So keep doing it. Keep picking up against the Caps because in D.C. we have the, the, the motto is all caps. You know what I'm saying? All caps, baby. A-L-L-C-A-P-S in all caps. So with that said, I'm going to make you a bill right here, man. When the Caps do what they're supposed to do, by next week, I need you to be wearing my uh, great eight capital Jersey. Oh. I will send that to you, boss man. You better wow. wear my jersey because we getting that monkey, and I want to get a screenshot of you with a monkey w- with the monkey out the back. Is there a Boom. monkey at the Toronto <laughs> Zoo? The, we can get take you? that monkey out the back, baby, and be like the great eight. We all about the great eight because you always been an anti great eight man from day one, <laughs> and I don't like that. I don't like the kid. You always been anti great eight man. So, Luca. Hey, Guru, I'm just spitting the facts of what's going to happen. But listen, I'll take you up on that offer. If somehow the grade eight surpasses 
Sid the Kid, hey, I'll give you my address. You'll send it over north of the border. You'll send it to here, Canada, and I'll wear that for you if it, in fact, happens. But what? I'll be confident that it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, right, that's, that's a standard one. All right, so, Luca, break it down for us. We're almost out of time here. Are we going to see a Penguins-Predators uh, rematch? Uh, uh, if not, who are we going to see, and, uh, and who's going to win the Cup this year? Uh, yeah, that's tough. Uh, I originally did say uh, Penguins and Preds were going to meet again, but, uh, I mean, you know what? Vegas has been a team of destiny, guys. I'm, oh, uh, my God. As of now, as you know, of now I'm going you can't Pens argue with that. And, I'm going Pens and Golden Knights, but I got Penguins ultimately uh, three-peating. That's as of now, after what I've seen. Oh, man. <laughs> One round a, in, you heard it here. He changes my mind like the wind blows, man. You Luca, know? <laughs> Luca from the Waterboy Report on YouTube picking the uh, the Pens over the Knights in the Stanley Cup. Luca, thanks for joining us again on Trash Talk Radio. We appreciate you uh, calling in. It's good to talk to you again, my man, and uh, enjoy those games for the rest of the playoffs. And I want to say this, Luca. Good night, Canada. Oh. <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is. I don't know. We'll see about that. But thanks so much, guys, for having me. And I'll definitely come on again and uh, talk uh, conference finals hockey. We'll definitely round. get you back on when we get into the next round. Thanks a lot, Luca. We'll talk Thank to you again. Thank you, Luca. Take care, boss. Take care, guys. So, Guru, back again after our interview with Luca. He's not picking your caps, man. All caps, baby. Don't worry. I'm going to keep telling him, you know, capital A, L, L, capital C, capital A, capital P, capital S, all caps, baby. I hope you got to buy that kid a jersey. That's all, all I caps, say. man. I hope you got to buy him a jersey, man. That's all I'm saying. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Send that straight up to north of the border, baby. That's right. Get it past customs. <laughs> I'm going to get him a custom-made jersey, baby. All right, so, Guru, that takes us, of course, to the two-minute drill. Are you ready for the two-minute drill? I'm always ready, baby. I'm ready, baby. All right, how we do this is we get a chance to talk about all the things that we didn't get to on this show in our two minutes. I put two minutes on the clock, and I start asking questions. Guru, are you ready? Yes, get it. Here we go. Question number one, uh, Jason Witten and Antonio Gates, tight end extraordinaires, announced their retirement this week. The question is, what will their legacy be? Wow, wow, just took the position to the next level. They were pioneers of that position that became, especially Jason Witten. He's one of the best as far as blocking and receiving talent to ever play the game. And obviously Antonio Gates is probably the best, uh, other than Tony Gonzalez, the best offensive weapon as far as to ever play the tight end position. These guys, uh, first ballot Hall of Famers? First ballot, man. From an uh, undrafted free agent for Antonio Gates, never played football in college to what he did. Oh, man, hats off to AG, man. First ballot, 85. Congratulations, boys. All right, question number two. Uh, you know, I hate Boston so much, Guru. Is there a city, a sports city that you hate? Come on, man. Do you want to play that tape? Is it, oh, my bad. I didn't even think about Come that. Come on, man. Hang on. The one thing you guys want to know about the goo and everybody knows, he hates the Cowboys. All right, all right. Fair Does point. Does that answer fair your point. question? Fair point. All right. In the draft, in one of their final picks, the Eagles took a 6'8", 346-pound rugby My player. rugby guy, baby. Dude ran a 5'12 in the 40. What do you think of this pick? Dude, he's going to be a – you know what I love about Philly, though? 
Uh, because that's the same they did with their left tackle. Uh, what's his name for you guys? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, God damn, man. The goo just been drinking, so I forgot. But anyway, I remember it a little bit. But he's going to be a great offensive lineman. Great because his footwork. Because I've seen the, see the guy play rugby. He's going to be moved to the right tackle. And eventually, two to three years, when he gets used to the NFL, he'll be an outstanding left tackle. I say give him the ball like Marshawn. I watched the footage. That dude's running over dudes. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's different. He's running against Indian dudes. And this. I ain't going against Americans. Yeah. He ain't point. going against cats from Alabama. Cats from the South coming out who hungry, baby. Fair point, fair point. All right, so this week, uh, the uh, the Baldashian saga continues as LeVar, uh, LeVar Ball pulled his kids, uh, LaMelo and uh, and LiAngelo, out of their Lithuanian league before the end of the season. My question is, is are we finally done with the Baldashians now? Because now they're no longer eligible for college ball. There ain't no way LiAngelo's getting drafted in this draft this year. What happens from here, man? Yo, you know what happens? They better like jump on that um, Lonzo paper, baby. Because <laughs> Lonzo is the alpha of the family, baby, because we all know it. Pops, I see what you're trying to do, man, with the ball dash. Hey, you know what you do, Pops? Just stick with the Facebook Live TV show, dog. Right, now you, you got... Know, because you got to think about it. They probably got a better contract from Facebook than they would from the NBA. I'll tell you what, though. I do feel bad for LaMelo because that kid's got real talent. Now, his coach in uh, Lithuania said he didn't feel like playing defense, but he's a 16-year-old scorer. That's a kid who in college probably could have been molded into an NBA player. So I'm, I feel bad for this kid. I hope there's a G League spot for him somewhere in a few years, but uh, but until then, yeah, keep with that Facebook money, LeVar, because you just fucked everything you up, You just messed that paper up, LeVar. You trying to put your big mouth. Your whole brains up. You don't mess with that paper, man. You <laughs> you you see um, Mother Kardashian never mess with that paper, homie. No, she knows you know, what she's doing. She know what she's doing. You better take some notes, Kardashian, because Kris Jenner don't mess with that paper, and you just crossed the line by messing with the paper. <laughs> All right. So, Guru, that brings us to the end of the show, and you know what time it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. Game time. Game time. Game on. Game on. Game time. Sounds like game time to me. You the three of us should play a game of stickball. It is game time on Trash Talk Radio. And this week, Guru, we got a special game time in honor of Lestro's birthday. We got to know Lestro's age, baby. So last summer, while we were playing the Older Than Tom Brady game, we learned that your humble host, Lestro, is actually older than the goat. Oh, in fact, man. Lestro turns 42 today. 42 years no, young. No, 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 no. Are you serious? 42 years young. Bruh, I can't even tell, bro. You you 42? You better you find a fine of youth, baby. Well, you know what they say, white don't crack. That's what they say. <laughs> that's, that, that's not it. That's not that's, that's not what they All right. That is what they say. White don't crack in a sub 20 degree temperature. That's right. <laughs> So let's play a quick round of Older Than Lestro. What do you say, Guru? As always on Game Time, right answers get us Marv. Yes! Wrong answers get us Rabel. It's no good! It's a simple question. These things that I name, are they older or younger than Lestro? And Lestro's 40 what? 42 years old today. Holy smokes, son. That takes us back to 1976 if you're keeping score at home, all right? Damn, I didn't even know 70s, bro. You know, so let's start. With an old rival of Tom Brady's. Is Lestro older than Peyton Manning? <laughs> Peyton Manning, older or younger than Lestro? So if Eli is about 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 
I'll say Les Short might be just a couple of years, if not a year, younger than Peyton Manning. That yeah. is correct. Peyton Manning is actually one month older Ooh, than I am. One month older. I'll tell you, boy. All right, from one Hall of Famer to another. No, well, Lester, you ain't no Hall of Famer. Is Ray, well, not yet. <laughs> not yet, not with that attitude, son. Uh, is uh, is Ray Lewis older or younger than Lester? Ray Lewis going into the Hall of Fame this year, older or younger than Lester? I would think Ray Lewis came in before Peyton Manning. I think it was a 96 Peyton came in like 98. I would say Ray Lewis is older than Lestro. Yeah, that is correct. He's yeah. older than Peyton Manning, born in 75. Exactly. Yep. What about his fellow uh, class of 2018, Brian Erlacher? Older or younger than Lestro? Brian, Brian Erlacher. Erlacher is definitely younger than Lestro. That is yeah. correct, too. <laughs> Erlacher born in 78. Switching sports, but staying with old guys. What about <laughs> Manu Ginobili? Is he older or younger than Lestro? Oh, Manu see, Ginobili. Manu. Manu got to be younger than Lestro. Ooh. Yeah. Is correct too. Born in '77. All right, getting off people, which you seem to know. What about the Post-it note? Is the Post-it note older oh or younger God. than Lester? Lester was talking about this. Is the, the Post-it sticky, right the there. Post-it note, the sticky note, older than young. Oh man, Lester, I, just because I like you, I'm gonna be like it's older than Lester. That is correct. <laughs> the Post-it note was invented in 1974. What about the Chia Pet? Is the, the Chia Chia Chia? Hey, I remember the Chia 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 Chia. Man, that's like the. 80s, man. Lester, that's all. Oh, that's younger than you, boy. That is correct. I know that, man. I, I know from that. 1977. How about, how about the Atari 2600? Atari. That, that original box the with original the Atari. Yeah. I don't remember the original. I've seen it in the, in the museum. So I would say, Lester, you are definitely, definitely younger than the Atari. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> no! The Let's Atari see. came out in 1977. The Atari 2600. I had one of those as a kid, man. They were the best. Oh, man. How about this? How about. Huggies diapers. Are Huggies diapers Lestro. older or younger than Lestro? Lestro, I hope you use diapers, not a cloth. As well, you know, <laughs> That's I hope true. Mama, I hope Mama Lestro had diapers, not cloth. At we that, tried so. that once. So once. is there a difference? Are you using just Huggies or Pampers? We are not using either. We're using the cheap ones because <laughs> uh, they're all the goddamn so that same. Mean Huggies, Pampers. Huggies older or younger than Lestro? Older. Oh, no, that is your first no Huggies actually 1978. Hey, what about the Muppet Show? The Muppet Mu- Babies. Well, what you know about Not the Muppet? Not the Babies. Oh. The Muppet Show, the original puppets. Oh, the original? The original Muppets. Holy crap. Older or even... younger than Lester? I thought the Muppets Baby was the original. That's what <laughs> I... Holy smoke. I'm assuming that's younger than Lester. That is true. Yeah. The Muppets are younger than Lester by a few months. What about the movie Jaws? The movie Jaws? Jaws. Which one? There's the a bunch one. of Jaws. Jaws. The oh. first one. Oh, Steven Spielberg, older or younger than Lestro? The first Jaws, Jaws was, I think, was like 77, 78. So I would say older than Lestro. That is correct. Yes, sir. But your logic is wrong because I, I was actually 75, but that is well, older than Lestro. You know I'm at Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars Bro, fan. Bro, there's no way, no way you're older than Star Wars. Ooh. I am a year older than Star Wars. Get the hell out of here, let's man. Change, let's change topics a little bit. What about Skittles? Am Skittles. I older now, or younger now than Now you Skittles? talking about my candy. Now you talking about Skittles, now we're dog. Now you talking about it. Now you talking about Skittles and Starburst. Skittles. You, older or younger? Skittles. You're definitely older than Skittles. That is not true. Is what? Skittles what? came out in 75. What about... What about Coors Light beer? Older or younger than Lestro? Uh, Coors Light. Wow, hey, Coors, I like that check. But Miller Light, baby, send that check to the guru, Guru's <laughs> film room. Um, ah, man, Coors Light. Coors Light, older man, or younger? That's that's like Old Spice, man. That's the old man drink, man. Ooh, that is... What? What about Miller Light? Oh, that's definitely the, the definitely old man drink. Yeah! 
That is true. Miller Lite is older than Lester. Of course, Lite is younger. All right, final questions. Angelina Jolie, older or younger than Lestro? Angelina Jolie. I know, because I know you want to win this, so I'm going to give you right. <laughs> I know you, Lestro, because you're not going to be like, I'm older. We're not going to end this segment with you being older. So I will end this segment with Angela Jolie more. being older. That is yeah. true. What about Lauren Hill? The Miss Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, older or younger than Lestro? Oh, man, you got me over here, Lord. Oh, man. So I'm thinking Lauren Hill really hit her a big moment in the 90s. Um, so that's so what, did Lestro. But Lestro was in college in the 90s. I was. And Lauren Hill was, didn't definitely go to college. So she was doing sister act at that time. So I'll say Lauren Hill is a slight above Lestro. That is true. She is a year older. Final yeah. question. We ended the Tom Brady one the same way. Is Lestro older or younger than Giselle Bunkin? Can you remember? Giselle Bunkin. Older or long, younger than Lestro? I put it like this. If Tom Brady's the best quarterback to ever live, I know just like my man Lesha, just like me, you better get a younger woman. She is younger than Lestro by a couple of years, and that uh, is how we play. Hey, I want one question. I can't believe you didn't have this in your question. Now, What's that? my last one. I know it's, it's not in this show. You didn't have it in your in your in your pregame. But which is older, Rocky? <laughs> or Lester. You can't you can't give no Philly stuff. Come on, man. All Rocky right. or Lestro? We both came out in 1976, although I'm not sure. I think I predate the movie by a couple of months, if I have to be honest. I think I think I'm probably older than, than Rocky. All right. I had to do that, Lestro. God damn you, guru. How are you going to talk about Mr. Philly representing <laughs> Rocky? Gotcha. And that is how we play the Older Than Lestro game on Trash Talk Radio. We are out of time on the show this week. Our thanks go out to Luca with the water. Boy report on YouTube for his uh, wonderful hockey analysis. Go check him out on YouTube. Guru shows up every now and again. I can be found on Twitter at more or less though. Guru can be found on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. Until next time, I am Lesko. It's the Guru. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Well, you know what they say, white don't crack. That's what they say. That's, a, that's not it? That's not, that's, that's not what they... All right.